What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. I didn't get into it again. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm always slacking over here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, what's going on tonight, guys? Uh, we got a really cool show tonight. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Tobias Whalen on the, on the phone with us. Um, actually, you're going to see some video from him. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of his books. And he is part of a really cool society called the Singular 14 Society. Um, and we're going to get some feedback on that. And we're going to let him talk about himself. And I'm sure Ryan's going to talk about himself because that's what he always does. And uh, I'll probably blabber on with something that makes no sense. But, hey, that's what we do. So uh, let's, uh, let's get into this like usual. Tobias, how are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Good. Oh, man, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, JT's been talking my head off. <laughs> I really am. I'm like, I'm like dude, you got to hear about this. You got to hear about this. I'm like, great, here comes another restraining order. <laughs> I feel like I've been stalking you. I've been all over your uh, your uh, website and your Facebook page and, you know, I've read through most of your book here and and uh, I, I'm pretty excited to have you here, man. You've got some cool stuff going on, and I can't wait for our uh, fans to hear about it. That's that's honestly so great to hear. You know, um, I I love that feedback. So you're not going to get any complaints from me. Yeah, awesome. awesome well, awesome. since he mentioned it, um, your website and all that kind of stuff, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, some books, whatever you want to put out there. Oh, sure, definitely. So, uh, as you already heard, I'm from the Singular Fordian Society. So, uh, most of what we do is paranormal investigation and journalism. If you're interested in learning more about that, uh, you can go to our website, singularfordian.com. You'll find all kinds of resources on there uh, for, you know, different news articles, feature articles, and, and things that we've written. You'll also find links to all of our social media because, of course, we're on every single social media platform you can think of. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll find links to, to purchase my books if, if you like. Uh, we have a link to our, uh, our, our Patreon. So if you like what you see enough that you want to be a part of it, uh, there are multiple tiers on our Patreon that, that you are capable of joining. And uh, we'd love to have you. So Awesome. Awesome. Man. And uh, you guys also have a podcast going. Yeah, we, you know, we had been doing that for a while uh, exclusively through our, our Patreon, but, you know, we kept getting our, our friends on as, as guests. And so we would have these really great guests. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, I was like, well, these, these are some really great people. They've got a lot of really interesting things to say. And so why don't we open at least just those interviews up to, to everybody, you know, because uh, I, I love the idea of having it uh, exclusive to Patreon for like a month. But then after that, you know, to allow our friends to promote their fantastic projects, uh, their, their very interesting ideas about all kinds of, of weirdness, you know, all of that, like just get it out for everybody. So we, we do have some uh, uh, podcasts that remain exclusive to Patreon, but those interviews, we've decided to just release those for everybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. So just so you people know, we actually met Tobias at the Haunted America conference this year. And uh, that's we 
struck up a conversation and talked about a few things. And, uh, he was, uh, gracious enough to, uh, come on the show and, uh, tell us about some stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's always, that was our first convention <clears throat> and, um, man, it's just cool to be able to talk to so many different people that are into the same things that we're into yeah. and extremely more knowledgeable than we yeah. are on certain yeah. things. You know, yeah. we, we slowly but surely are, um, learning some cool things. Uh, like we just had uh, Phantom Science on here. Um, I don't know if you remember seeing them up there. Uh, they had like the box for the uh, ghost hunting stuff. The ghost lab. Stuff. Or, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Ghost lab. That was pretty cool. Uh, awesome conversation with those guys. Um, just learning about certain things, you know, and then JT bought a couple of your books and he's been reading it and he's like, man, this is going to be such a cool conversation. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. I was like, well, sounds like a good idea. Let's do it, you know? And, yeah. So right off the bat, how did you get involved in all this? Sure. So, you know, honestly, um, when it comes to, uh, the, the paranormal, I mean, ever since I was a, a little kid, I had had anomalous experiences. You know, some of my, my earliest memories are just being terrified to go to bed, um, because I would experience a, a variety of, of nighttime visitations, you know, and so that could take the form of, um, you know, waking up to the feeling of like hands digging painfully into my sides or feeling like I'm being lifted out of bed. Um, you know, I would, I'd be so scared, you know, I'd like pull the covers over my head, like a, a, a lot of little kids do. And, and it would seem like something was outside of the covers, uh, sort of like either slapping them or, 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 or buffeting them. And, mm -hmm. and, and those are some of my, my oldest memories. And so they're not as well formed as some of the experiences that I've, that I've had later, but you know, that's from when I was like two or three years old. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it progressed since then, you know, never, never really stopped. Um, and so, from a very early age, I was really interested in um, this this kind of stuff, you know. I mean, because I knew that what was happening, you know, I'd seen shadow people, uh, just uh, uh, all all number of of anomalous experiences. Like I knew that stuff wasn't normal, and uh, this is pre internet, of course. I'm I'm forty one, right. and. Uh, so when I was a kid, like my only recourse really, because I couldn't go to my parents, they, they didn't think that any of it was uh, real, honestly, which is pretty mm -hmm. common when you, you speak to, to witnesses. And so my only real recourse was to go to the uh, library, you know, and I would find uh, from guys like uh, John Keel or Lauren Coleman, uh, Whitley Strieber, uh, Brad Steiger was a, a, a big one. And, um, and I would read these stories that, that they were writing about, and I would see all of these experiences that people were, were having that uh, were in line with what I was experiencing, you know, and, um, and that was really comforting at that time, you know, because I didn't right. really have anywhere else to, to turn with this stuff. And so that had a big influence on me. And, uh, and as I got older, um, I was sort of trying to decide what I, I wanted to do, uh, specifically in terms with like this subject matter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was in my late 20s, uh, well, probably 27, 28, I decided to start um, trying to get back in some way. And I, I started out by volunteering as a, a field investigator for the Mutual UFO Network. And uh, I, I did that for several years. Yeah, yep. And uh, I, I did that for, for several years and uh, decided that I wanted to, to set off on my own and uh, started investigating 
independently. And then I, I met my wife, Emily, and uh, we kind of put our heads together and, and uh, tried to decide on some kind of collaborative project that, that we could do together, you know, because she uh, she has degrees in photography and uh, design and, uh, and and my degree is in English. And so I figured, you know, between the, the two of us, we, we should be able to put something together. And so we came up with uh, the Singular Fortean Society. And, uh, you know, I, I do the majority of the writing, but the the aesthetic is created by her. And, you know, honestly, I like to tell people that she's the reason that I'm not just some crazy person ranting on the Internet, like right, right. green text on a back on a, on a black background. Like we've kind all like seen her. those websites. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that would be me if it wasn't for her. So, yeah, yeah, it uh, it, it, it all worked out really well. But, uh, you know, growing up reading uh, those 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 authors, you know, Keel and Steiger and, and, and all of them, um, you know, and then getting into to writing myself, you know, I really wanted part of what we do to uh, uh, to be to kind of give back to, to this community and, and provide people with the support that like direct support that frankly, I, I, I needed when when I was a kid and could only really get through books. So, you know, um, obviously, I, I, I love writing books. And uh, I, I love uh, recording stories and, and getting them out there for people. But um, I also love, you know, supporting witnesses and being able to speak with people directly, um, you know, because just having that cathartic experience is, is really, uh, I think, helpful to a lot of, of, of different people, you know, and, and then if I have any help I can give, like any support, uh, any answers, although those are few. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's always great to, to be able to provide people with that. Right. It's hard to give people direct answers to those stuff, you know, because most people don't understand. Um, we talk about it all the time. You know, uh, experiences are very personal. And until you actually experience something for yourself, you just don't get it. You know, it just doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. Um, which is which is cool um, that with technology like we're doing now um, and the things that you're doing, um, you can reach out and help people, like you said. Uh, yeah. People don't feel alone. It's very, it's easier to find someone that's there to, has experienced it or right, right. would help you out. Just, yeah. Even just to talk to that, you know, like you said, you can't talk to your parents about it if you're a kid because they usually blow it off, you know. Um, but have people that actually believe you and that understand what you're going through yeah. and things like that, um, which is awesome. You know, we started this podcast uh because we love horror movies and then the more we talk to each other about things the more we realize that we had a lot more in common like with paranormal yeah we've all had you know we've had some weird experiences and you know it's really cool like i i've dealt with that stuff a lot in my life you know um so have my my brothers and things i've been trying to get my brother to come on and talk about his stuff but he has really affected with um like sleep paralysis Mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that and like he won't even watch any form of scary <laughs> yeah. movie in his home yeah. like it has to do anything right. with possession or anything like he's he's worried that it would bring it in you know so it's that serious uh mm-hmm. but fortunately we all grew up together and we all know what we've seen and things and um we have that there but now like i was saying with this you know you can help people just to even give them support. I mean, that's a big thing that we yeah. all, you know, everyone yeah. knows, especially now it's good to have support out there to have people that, you know, you can talk to or anything like that, which is right. cool 
about the podcast world that we're in, you know, is that we've met so many cool people and then going to this convention that we just went to. Yeah. This convention was crazy for us, you know, cause here we are, we're standing in a room with people that have been through the same thing we have and, have, you know, are into the same stuff, you know, cause I mean, I have a lot of friends that I've had for a long time that, you know, they just don't get it. They don't understand, you know, what, what it's all about, you know? Sure. When I was, uh, when I was in my early thirties, you know, after investigating with, with Mufan, uh, for a, a couple of years, I, I started, you know, I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be, like be more right. involved in the, the community. And so I, I wanted to start going to conferences and stuff just, you know, to, to meet people, listen to, to authors present and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the only one I found that was nearby, it was the uh, the Vortex Conference in, in Burlington, Wisconsin. And it was put on by uh, Brad and, and Mary Sutherland. Um, Brad recently passed away, which was very sad. Because, oh, sad. Yeah, I mean, uh, he and, and, and his wife uh, were, are just the, the sweetest, kindest people that I'd ever met. Because at that time, and still pretty much today, I didn't have any friends who wanted to go to stuff like that. So I had to go right. by myself. Yeah, and yeah. so I just showed up like completely alone to this conference where I didn't know anybody. And it was, you know, it was all super weird. Like everybody was talking about weird stuff. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like I felt so welcome and everybody was so nice. I, I remember specifically <laughs> it was around my birthday. And so the first time I went, uh, Mary just out of nowhere gave me this free conference t-shirt. She was like, you know, uh, I, I hear it's, it's like close to your birthday. Here you go. Happy birthday. I did not know this person. I had just, you know, met her. That's awesome. Um, and so that's, that's what this community can, can be, you know, yeah, like that's absolutely. For people. absolutely. You, you were just instantly, you know, instantly welcome. It's honestly, cause I'm big into to horror, uh, as a, a genre too, um, you get that a lot in the, the horror community too. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you would think you would yeah, be a it, bunch of like super edgy people just being gross all the time, right. but it's not. It's just no. a bunch of really, really, really nice, welcoming people because we all get, whether you're into horror or the, the, the paranormal, we all understand what it's like to be an outsider, you yeah. know? And so when you find like your clan, you know, you're like, wow. Uh, everybody is so nice and yeah, like, these, so wonderful. These people are just as weird as me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly it. It's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. That's and cool. that's kind of what how we felt at this, uh, you know, at this conference. Um, it was really cool being there with people like you and you know all the different people that were there, and I, it was just crazy. It was cool. I personally had never really experienced camaraderie you know, like that, you know, it was just, it was neat. It was really neat being there. Yeah. It's nice to know to me. Um, it's like you said, it's just, uh, it's funny how something that's supposed to be so macabre or like you said, edgy or off the wall and creepy or whatever, but brings people together. You know, it makes people feel comfortable around each other knowing that you're, that you're into the same things. Um, but more importantly, like we said, knowing that until people, next time, yeah. no, oh, so. <laughs> no, but uh, more importantly, it's, it's just good to know that no matter what, you got someone you can talk to and for, yeah, all, it's cool. for all the bad that internet has done. Cause it's done plenty of bad. Uh, it's done great with have letting us co- connect yeah. with people like you and 
all the podcasts that we talk to, you know, like you said, everybody's just so inviting. There's yeah. no competition. It's a, uh, it's just a group of people who are cool with each other and yeah. have a good time. And it's awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did uh, Tobias, did you ever really think years ago that someday you would be on the biggest podcast in the world with a couple jack legs from mid Missouri? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, you, no, 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 we're no, not the biggest in like, the world by no means. No, no, I, uh, I, I've, I've done a, a lot of podcasts, yeah. um, but like, yeah, I, I, you know, thinking back when I first started going like specifically, you know, to that, that Vortex conference, like I was, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything professionally, like right. in, in, in this field, like I was just attending it as an attendee, you know, and um, yeah, I was meeting some people that I really respected. I, and I, I, uh, I remember being able to meet and speak with uh, Stanton Friedman uh, a couple of times going there and he was, you know, also name sounds an amazingly cool. kind guy. Uh, he was a, a UFO researcher he passed away a year or two ago okay um but uh, i have no concept of time by the way i think it was yeah yeah yeah. it's somewhere between five years and and yesterday but uh (laughs) he was uh he was another really amazingly you know kind person but if you were to tell like that tobias that he would have by now written uh, you know, two books and, and, you know, done television and appeared in documentaries and be it all taken seriously by other people that he has respected, like in this field, I, he wouldn't have believed you. He would have yeah. thought that you, you were crazier than anybody else at that conference. Yeah. So, um, you know, now, it's been, uh, it's, it, it's been quite a ride. Like it still doesn't feel real. You know? Wait a minute. Television. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, um, the uh yeah sorry well, no you're fine to make you're sure fine. that i you're you know, absolutely fine. able to get all the way you know through this story but uh no i did the it was the uh a series premiere of expedition x which is a spinoff of expedition unknown uh-huh. and it okay. stars uh uh phil torres and jessica chobot who and i really hope i pronounced her last name correctly <laughs> i don't watch a lot of television um yeah. And, uh, and so they were going to do an episode on, um, Mothman and they wanted to cover like the Lake Michigan Mothman stuff too, specifically awesome. Chicago, of course, because everybody is most interested in the Chicago stuff. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so some, some mutual like friends and, and colleagues, I think that the television producers had reached out to, um, were like, well, Hey, this is the guy you want to talk to. So they they reached out to me and uh, yeah I I was the featured investigator for the, the Lake Michigan Mothman stuff in that episode. I'm gonna check that. That's cool. I can, I can actually see that from you. Uh, you know, from reading through this book, I'm thinking, man, this guy's been around. You know, he's <laughs> talked to some people. He's uh, you know been in the thick of it. Yes, yeah, even like me, I just listen to a lot of smart people, so that yeah. I sound like I know what I'm talking right. about. Well, and Ryan, <laughs> Ryan can't true. read, by the way, so you know. <laughs> it's not that I can't read. It's just uh, my mind is uh, like, "What are you doing? You're reading a book? No, you're not. Not anymore. You're not reading a book." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well. Oh yeah. So I, yeah. I rely on him to read and kind of tell me on things. Unless I get on audio, can you get this on audio? I got book. 
You know, it's something that I have uh, thought about, but it's oh, don't worry about it. I'll read it to him. It's super easy to get <laughs> stuff like oh, yeah, right. Well, no, because <laughs> other people have have asked. You know, and there's there's you know like uh, just to be as inclusive as possible, it would be nice to get them in an audiobook and. And I'll have to look at that later on. Um, but it's not as, as easy as people think. You know, you usually have to hire yeah, like voice yeah. actors and stuff, or or I would have to do it, and nobody wants to listen to me for that long. Right, right. <laughs> I promise. So. We actually talked to a guy that was working on uh he actually signed up with some website where he was doing audio books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool. They'd send him stuff and he would, you know, pick and choose what he wanted to do. And one of the books, right. it was funny. That was Joe. He, uh, Ghost Joe is his name. He, uh, he, they had this book and he was like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Let me do that. So they sent him this book and it was like 600 pages. <laughs> he was like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. And he said, there was a right. lot of big words in there I couldn't pronounce. And he was like, yeah, I, I decided not to do it. <laughs> it's like a book on demonology that's or what's something bad for me because like my wife comes nice. and like i'll use a big like i said i'll listen to smart people and like, <laughs> i can repeat what they say and then my, i'll say a big word and my wife would be like spell that and i'm yeah. like i don't have to i can say it yeah <laughs> he, li- he listens to smart people and then he comes over here and hangs out with me yeah uh you know so you know self humble <laughs> <laughs> but anyway enough about us we're here to talk about you so <laughs> I know we have never talked about this and I've known about it for years and I don't know why we've never gotten into this conversation, but can you tell our fans what 410 actually is? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, this comes up a lot. Um, You know, when it's kind of funny when we were deciding what we wanted to to name, you know, the, the singular 40 in society, like we had played around with, with some names and, and I, I, I really felt strongly that I wanted to use the word Fortean because it has certain connotations, one. And two, um, I didn't want to be another, you know, society or organization or whatever with just the word paranormal in it because that's, right, right. it's too common. Um, and so, you know, uh, Fortean, of course, comes from the early 20th century collector of weird news stories, uh, Charles Fort. And so what he would do is he would collect these weird news stories from all over the world and he would uh, compile them and he would write these, you know, uh, frankly, uh, uh, expansive volumes on all of this weird stuff that, that he had heard about and collected from different sources. And he would sort of speculate, uh, most often tongue in cheek about what could be behind it all. He would recognize and point out like different commonalities between phenomena. And uh, it, it, it really ran the gamut, um, you know, from everything from like ghost ships to rains of frogs to weird lights in the sky. And, um, and he's one of the most influential uh, paranormal uh, uh, researchers of, of all time, literally, you know, if you like, well, I, I tell people, you know, because uh, like John Keel has seen somewhat of a uh, resurgence, I think, in uh, in the, the paranormal community um, or his work as, mm-hmm. you know, he, he passed away some time ago. But um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people you really can't understand Keel if you haven't read Charles Fort, because Fort was a huge influence on 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 Keel's uh, in in uh, investigation and uh, in writing style and and sort of how he approached these subjects and and the same could be said for a lot of authors you know I yeah mean, oh yeah uh, Brad Seiger Lauren Coleman like pretty much everybody I, I had mentioned as being some of my biggest influences 
Um, you, like you have to remember a lot of these guys when they started writing about this weird stuff, like it was the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah. And so they didn't have, you know, there was no John Keel for John Keel to read when he was learning how to do this right. and, and getting out there and investigating UFOs and stuff. And so, you know, people read Charles Ford and, uh, and well, he's, and, and you guys, I'm, I'm sure can appreciate this. Like Charles Fort is to like uh, a paranormal investigation and research. What like HP Lovecraft is to horror, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, an early 20th century author who was honestly probably the single largest influence on, on all of it, like the, the entire genre. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, I, I had kind of read up on him and I knew a little bit about him, but not a whole lot. But, uh, you know, Charles, Charles Fort, uh, you know, is to paranormal writing, like, say somebody like Henry Price, who did a lot of investigations back, you know, years ago. I mean, Henry Price is the, the grandfather of paranormal investigation. Um, but, uh, I like the way you put that into words because I don't know that I could have said that the way, you know, as eloquently as you said. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and I don't know why we haven't done, you know, a, I mean, a 4TN show. I mean, look at us. What because it's what we talk about all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it truly is, yeah. you know, now I am going to tell you that I have never read any of Charles Fort's stuff. Um, I may look into it in the future, um, but uh, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think one of the biggest, and this this probably won't come as a surprise to you because I talk about him all the time, but one of the biggest influences for me when it came to paranormal writing was Troy Taylor. Oh, you sure. Know, I have read so many of his books. It's crazy you know yeah, that was the first restraining order um yeah I, and i've been it's funny i've been begging him to be on the show forever but he is so busy you know <laughs> and uh oh, I, and it's funny tell me about but, it yeah but i am gonna tell you though after reading what i've read out of this so w- folks what i've been reading is is strange tales of the impossible uh written by Tob- tobias whalen um i i am probably uh, i don't know almost about three quarters of the way through it. And, uh, I'm, I'm a slow reader. Um, absolutely love the way you write, man. Uh, I have oh, been yeah. mesmerized the whole time I've been reading this. Uh, I love that you actually took the time and went out and talked to these people. Um, I know some of the stories were through email, but there's a lot of stuff in there where you actually went out and hunted these people down and that's that's what i like to do yeah Yeah. you know it's uh it's it's and i try to be very upfront about this because you're right sometimes it is just email correspondence generally i won't publish anything um that i am not at least able to like verify somebody's identity through you know so right if 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 it isn't in an email correspondence i've at least got enough information from that person by corresponding with them where I was able to verify like the details of their story and their identity and stuff. Uh, Cause we get one-off emails and you know, you respond to it and the person who wrote it never like replies or anything. And those, you know, I've got a special column for them on the, the website called reports from the void. And uh, I'm real upfront and I say, Hey, 
I don't know, dude, this was a one-off email. Uh, it's a pretty cool story. Take it or leave it. I don't know what to tell you, but, uh, yeah, that, that, the, that other stuff, like the stuff I actually really publish, you know, at the very least we're able to, to verify the, like the, the verifiable details, yeah. but, um, no, you're right. Like an email is, uh, it's not as good as speaking to somebody face to face right. or, or yeah, even absolutely. over the phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You yeah. kind of get the tone of their voice and how they sound and the little aneurysm, the thing, yeah, the, yeah, aneurysm, yeah. the thing they use, right. You can tell kind of if they're full of it or if they're telling you the truth or. Yeah. Well, and see, and that's uh, like us too. I mean, we've done some phone interviews, but I would much rather do this. You know, I can look at your face sure. and we can, we can actually have a conversation, you know, it's way more comfortable. I mean, for, for, for me too, you know, that's why yeah. I, as, as soon as I logged in, I was like, Oh, do you guys do video? Give me like yeah. three minutes. I will get set up for video. Absolutely. No yeah. Cause it's weird otherwise. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And like oh, yeah. For, for, I mean, for us, we just want to make whoever, whoever, some people don't want to be on video. Right. So yeah. Like, we've had a couple, well, yeah. we've got one guy that absolutely he's been on the show a couple of times and he does not want to do video and we're fine with that. Cool. We still do it through zoom, but his screen is blank, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're fine with that, but you know, we just want to make people as comfortable as possible. So, yeah. and then we make them super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> well, we haven't got so to that point, with you down. Yet, but we're getting nice. there. We're getting there. No, we so. just like, you know, um, it's, it's cool. Cause like I talk to some people and I try to make it a point to myself as a little game to myself. I'm like, I want to see if I can get these people out of their little zone. Out of their shell. Sometimes yeah. people like they, they, they'll, they're super, you know, just straightforward. They don't, they don't, they don't laugh too much. They don't joke around too much. So I try to do what I can to get them out of that. But, uh, it, it sometimes it backfires. Well, it and even tonight, you know, I was like, okay, I've never talked to this guy for an extended period of time. God, I hope he can talk. Because, <laughs> you know, we've we've had some, you know, we, you know, you, you always worry about, you know, are you going to get somebody in there that you're going to have to dig and pull information out of, you know, and we've sure. been very fortunate, you know, I, and I think it's because we are kind of laid back, you know, we just like to have a good conversation with people, you know. Oh, to, I mean, honestly, nothing is worse. And, and this is the same, you know, if I'm on your uh, end, yeah, like, like either interviewing somebody uh, for a podcast or for a, 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 an actual interview regarding an experience or something like you don't want one word answers, you know, no. and uh, like, that's just the absolute worst. Um, and some people are shy and I totally get that. So yeah, you do have to kind of suss out, you know, uh, a, a little more info. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at, at this point, well, you know, heck you guys know, I mean, I, I just presented it at, at, at Haunted America. So hopefully like yeah. I do okay. At, at yeah, Haunted no, America. you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> Believe me. Believe me. Yeah, it's crazy because, uh, you know, we planned on doing, we've only been doing podcasts for well, almost three years now. Almost three years, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that was our first convention we went to. We had planned on doing a bunch of conventions. Last year, yeah, and it got yeah. ruined. Of course but. it got ruined. Yeah, but, nobody uh, was really doing many conventions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that kind of threw us back some. But what's cool about our podcast uh, is that we are we don't only do podcasts. We are working our way into doing investigations. I used to have a team that used oh, to investigate, cool. you know. So we're going to be doing investigations. Uh, we have some really cool people we've met that have, like, 
have invited us places yeah, that, you know i mean places and things um so we're, we incorporate so much and sometimes it's like hard for me to be like okay we need to start doing this <laughs> yeah. we start doing this yeah. we're uh we're in the works of releasing our own haunted house yeah uh yeah. which is yes. probably going to happen uh there's going to be a small opening this year but then next year it's going to be huge yes um but uh yeah i mean we've just got our foot everywhere you know that's great it's like what 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 kind of stuff are you guys interested in investigating like is there one specific you know aspect like ghosts or aliens well, see, I, I am a big ghost guy i have been fascinated with ghosts and the paranormal since i was probably six seven years old um and i can tell you exactly when it started i got i got an album when i was a kid uh it was alfred hitchcock's ghost stories for little people or for young people and i wore that album out in fact i still have a copy of it and occasionally i'll throw it on you know i mean i'm old now uh, in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna be 50 in a couple of weeks uh so you know happy uh, birthday thank you thank you thank you but uh you know i've just been fascinated with paranormal just my whole life. Um, I remember being a kid in school and going to the library and trying to find all the paranormal books in there, you know, and, and, you know, I say paranormal, you know, uh, I, I read a lot about, uh, demons and Satanism and all that stuff, you know, growing up, uh, all through, you know, grade school and high school and all that stuff. Um, I never have been part of an investigation team, um i don't know why uh i you just have because no I, I have no <laughs> friends um but uh you know i i i truly love it you know when we talk about horror movies those are some of my favorite horror movies too i love the old school haunted house horror movies and while i'm on that note we were talking about charles fort and when I pulled this up, because I was kind of looking at some of his stuff online, and uh, it was talking about how he had started the Fortean Society um, in Chicago, I think it was. Was that right? Uh, New York. New York. I'm sorry, New York. Uh, right. And uh, he had, uh, you know, they were talking about some of the other members. And I was like, okay, Vincent Gaddis, uh, even T. Sanderson, A. Emmett. And then all of a sudden I see Frank Lloyd Wright. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Frank Lloyd Wright is the guy who, he was an architect. And he created, or I don't know how, what the word is for that, but he was the architect of the house that they used in the original Vincent Price film, The House on Haunted Hill. That is a Frank Lloyd he's a, Wright. He's actually really famous. I, he's super famous here because I actually yeah. live in Wisconsin. And so, you know, everybody around here <laughs> knows Frank, uh, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright because he lived in Wisconsin and, okay. and did a, like designed a lot of stuff here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 For me, uh, as far as investigations, I love cryptids. I love everything. Um, we have a guy that we just had on the show who's one of our good buddies. Um, we haven't met him in person yet, but he's a good friend of ours, D.A. Roberts. He's an author. 
he writes a lot of cool books about cryptids. Like, yeah, he he writes a lot of like uh, werewolf novels. Uh, he's really big into you know the werewolf lore and stuff. It's pretty. Cool. It's all fictional, you know. But uh, right. you know, I've read some of his work, and it's it's pretty good. Well, I mean, you know, down, he and we're gonna do some stuff on the uh, Ozark Holler because uh, we live. I mean, I'm literally. I'm yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there yeah. where some of the people have uh, there was a sighting right in between us and we live about seven, eight miles apart. Mm-hmm. And there was a sighting right in in between us back in 2018, actually. Um so uh DA wants to come up and uh do a little investigation with us. But yeah, okay. and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, you know. Uh, Ozark Howler, have you ever heard of that? No. What is is that like a dog man? Uh it's kinda, kinda it's like a giant dog type thing creature yeah uh some it's been described as cat-like too i mean it's really bizarre i think what when you when you look at it like witnesses depictions of this thing you could almost consider it a hellhound yeah kind of you know so it's it's quadrupedal not like right 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 uh glowing red eyes horns you know kind of thing very dark uh um, yeah, but yeah, it's just cool stuff like that. I mean, growing up, I've always been, like I said before, I've had a lot of experiences. Um, we grew up in a place, um, a lot of in, a lot of Native Americans around uh, the area we grew up, and we would always find arrowheads and tomahawk heads and things like that. Uh, so we had a lot of experiences growing up with with some, you know, paranormal stuff. Uh, that was kind of hard to explain. As a kid, our parents kind of like, right. you know, shoot away with well, people from it, you know. Like he was saying earlier, you know, your parents just yeah. don't believe you, you know. So, well, I do have to say, my parents now are, because I don't want to throw my parents under yeah. a bus. <laughs> they're, they're wonderful, like loving people. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're absolutely. very supportive of what I do now. And I yes. think that like, if they would have known that, you know, it, this was a real thing that was going to continue into adulthood, they probably would have, have treated it differently, but they weren't experiencing it, like experiencing any of it at the time. It was really just me. So yeah. it was yeah. very easy for them to just write See, it off. I was lucky. I think my parents, my parents were experiencing it too, but I think okay. they tried to uh, keep us calm down about it. So yeah. we were scared oh, or yeah. something, you know, saying it's okay. Um, which it was okay. There wasn't really nothing malicious, you know, um, but uh I don't know. I've always had this weird thing with the this this fight against evil or this fight against something. You know, um, it's always been in my blood. Uh, I get this presence. I, I, I people need to understand that there's there is evil in the world. There is evil there is. and there is light. You know, it's it's that's the way I look at it. Uh, you can't have one without the other. Right. Um, but it's go, it goes to a further deep conversation with it. You know, it's funny because I just actually was just watching a show earlier about um, it's called Surviving Death. Um, it's about um, close encounters, you know, with of death, you know, um, and uh, people dying and coming back and the things they've seen and things like that. Reincarnation. Uh, and it's crazy because there was a lady on there and she had passed. She was canoeing on this river or kayaking my bad and she was kayaking on this river and she literally she drowned she had no oxygen for 30 minutes 
to her body. They end up bringing her back, but she described like what happened when she passed away and then she came back and uh, it was crazy because they said that she would have brain damage because the air, because the, the oxygen, to the, but she has no brain. She's actually spinal cord surgery. So she wow. does work. She's a surgeon. She does surgery on people's spines. But what's crazy about it is, <clears throat> is that besides her coming back after being so long passed away. Yeah, if that was, wasn't strange enough. You know, well, she said these beings told her that her son was going to die. Her oldest son was going to die at a young age unexpectedly. And she said in her head, she thought for years, um, it was he was nine years old at the time. She thought for years, like, he's not going to make it past his 18th birthday, you know. And she was talking about this. He's like, we got to his 18th birthday, and we were all at the skiing event, and we told him, you know, she said, I went in the morning, told my son, please be very careful, boss. Like, anyway, he didn't die on his 18th birthday, but he did die on his 21st birthday, unexpectedly, in a car accident. Wow. And, like, yeah. And it's it's crazy. The doctors that – it's just it was the stories these people tell are crazy and like for me just to be in the paranormal thing um i'm a dimensional guy so i believe in dimensions <laughs> uppers and lower dimensions you know uh higher frequency lower frequency beings i don't know if you've ever got into any of that or if you've uh, yeah we're going to oh, talk sure. about that here in just a minute i want to back up a sec so these beings tell this lady that her kid is going to die. What was the point of that? That and almost you know seems what? cruel. You, you say that, and she's like, that's yeah, that exact, is cruel. That's the exact same thing she said in this documentary. She's like, and I was thinking, what's the? Why are you telling me this? What's yeah. the point of telling me this? And I guess there was a reason. I don't know. She was, um, she was like, I've spent years of my life just worried about this, you know. Um, it's it's crazy and you're right that's i have a I have children so i know why just the fact of knowing or having that event and then thinking one of your children's gonna die like you just want to put them in a bubble and not ever let them you know but she let him live his life or whatever but yeah you're right i mean that's just totally cruel you know um yeah, you have to wonder where those particular <laughs> entities are uh, are coming from and yes. what their real motivation is because that doesn't seem right. See, that's yeah. it's it's crazy to me because like uh, I haven't read your book. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, reader. I, 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 I know you don't read. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it's funny because we're on this. Evidently, I'm on the same wavelength as as some things yeah. that are in your book here. So. Yeah, there's a there's a little section in your book that I, I kind of want to get into, and it is so funny that he would bring that up because I picked this out of your book, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on it I a little bit. You, I have no idea and, what he's talking and it, about. And it's so funny, yeah, because <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you know, I've, I've got this section in here I want to I wanna read, and, uh, you know, don't, don't get offended. I'm not a very good reader. And I don't know if I can see in the dark here. Where's that flashlight we have? Here, I got one. Oh, give me a little, give me a little flashlight here. Yeah. If you mind. Actually, I'm going to turn a light on in here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You go right ahead. There we go. It's, it's getting dark out oh here. Oh my God. Which, uh, You've got the ghost book. I've got that same book. The Hans Holzer one? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's one of my oldest, uh, one of my oldest books, I think. Is I it mean, really? I've owned it 
you know, almost as long as I've owned anything else. Yeah. A friend of mine bought it for me for my birthday about five or six years ago. Maybe I I'm with you on the time thing. I don't know. It might've been yesterday, but, yeah, uh, you know, I'm but, pretty uh, sure I've owned this copy for, Oh my God. I don't know. 15, 20 years, maybe. Wow. I don't know. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's old. I mean, cause books don't survive that long. No, no, typically with, with me, not. Like, yeah. Just stuff happens sooner, especially when you're in your 20s, you move oh, yeah. and things And you're moving a lot. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, do you mind me reading a little excerpt? No, of your not book? at all. Okay, so this was a section. This was, uh, I don't even remember what chapter this was. Uh, it was like chapter three. I just turned um, the light on so I could grab a copy. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is about. actually on page 38. Okay. Uh, and it says, uh, imagine encountering a being who exists only in two dimensions. We, as three-dimensional beings, would be able to pass in or out of its world at will. And all it would ever be able to see of us in this is a tiny sliver within the two-dimensional plane, which it can perceive. Now, imagine encountering a being who exists in five or more dimensions. I, I told you this would be right up Ryan's alley. Uh, five or more dimensions. What would the sliver of them? Uh, what would the sliver of them were capable of perceiving look like? I'm going to continue on to the next paragraph because this is what really got me, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on this. It says, in these things, whatever they are, interact directly with and manipulate our consciousness, okay? As they sometimes appear to do, then there doesn't seem to be a reliable way to really observe them. Again, if we're, if we're even capable of fully doing so in the first place, at least, not with our physical senses, maybe that's why we like to come at night when your minds are drifting into altered states of consciousness. Now, here is why this really stuck out to me so bad, is I really started thinking about people who see these uh, strange beings and even ghosts. Um, is it because, you know, and I don't know, is it because our brains are in a different consciousness? You know, what does consciousness really have to do with us seeing these spirits yeah. and these cryptids and uh, even Mothman? You know, what are your thoughts sure. on that? Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if there is some causal relationship, but there's certainly a, a correlation that I've noticed. Um, and it, it does seem like uh, many uh, witnesses to really any of these phenomena, it could be ghosts or, or uh, aliens, UFOs, cryptids, whatever, um, seem to at least be in a likely uh, a situation where where they could be in, a, in an altered state of, uh, of consciousness. Now, you know, people hear that phrase and, and they start thinking, you know, uh, that you have to be on LSD or something to to achieve an altered consciousness. The reality is uh, we all enter in and out of them uh, literally every single day. 
because right. that's what's that's what sleep and dreaming is. But then you know, going to sleep and and waking up and and really, frankly, quite a few situations uh, within our our day itself. I mean, literally. Uh, just a, 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 a vivid daydream is an altered state of consciousness. Highway hypnosis is an altered state yeah, yeah. Of, of consciousness. I remember reading that in there. You were talking about right. that for a while. And so you you look at when people tend to to see this stuff, and uh, and what what I saw happening over and over again is you would have people, well, like my myself, often. Uh, who were in bed, you know, sometimes they were, you know, already awake, sometimes they were awoken by by whatever was uh, was was happening to them. Um, right. Often you would see people, you know, driving, uh, or, or otherwise distracted in, in some way, you know, maybe they're zoned out, maybe they're not really paying attention, because they're, they're doing something else. And, uh, and I couldn't help but wonder, if um, what I was seeing was, uh, people in in various altered states of of consciousness, but related because all of those states are 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 similar. Like the 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 brain waves that you experience during any one of those states are actually pretty remarkably similar. Um, okay, you know, there, there's not that much difference uh, between you know, frankly, being in a, like a deeply meditative state. Or experiencing highway hypnosis and uh, and the the brain waves you have when you're asleep or just going to sleep or just waking up, um, and so and, and I'm not a scientist, so right, so right. Just oh, full disclosure it. there. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is something yeah. that I I had to go and look up to see what real. <laughs> but I knew you put it in your book. You had to have done done some research on this. Right. So, but uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't help but wonder, you know, if if what I was seeing were people uh, just experiencing these altered states of of consciousness, which uh, somehow um, led or at least facilitated these these uh, experiences, you know, because you look at some of the um, qualities of of these experiences and. Uh, you know, the, the way that they tend to, you know, break the laws of physics uh, for as we know them anyway, right. for instance, right. you know, like you've got something like uh, Mothman. Now, Mothman, by all accounts, should be biologically impossible. There's right. no way that anything with uh, a roughly human or humanoid body uh, shape that's seven feet tall or something should ever be able to get off the ground with a 12 or 15 what, uh, foot wingspan. You'd need 25, 30 feet, you know, plus. So, you know, combine that with things like glowing red eyes and uh, people feeling hypnotized or mm -hmm. sensing uh, uh, like a palpable sense of evil or this unnatural fear or feeling like the thing is staring through them. Um, and, uh, and, and you've got something that really seems like it is interacting, um, you know, using sort of consciousness as the, the medium of, of communication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it's certainly something that I love to speculate about because in a lot of ways, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and if you think about uh, sort of what consciousness is. And I, I say right away that I'm like, nobody really knows what consciousness is. So right. when, I, when I talk about it, like take it with a grain of salt, uh, I don't 
like I, I don't necessarily believe anything because I'm not at the point where I have enough information to say that, yes, I firmly believe this, but I think that it is the mark of a, a discerning uh, intellect to be able to entertain an idea without necessarily fully subscribing to it. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think that if, if you start to, sort of think about what consciousness might be and you get into, uh, you know, different, uh, uh, ideas regarding it, you know, like, uh, consciousness being this like non-local, uh, sort of force, you know, similar to like gravity mm-hmm. or something where it, it sort of just pervades the entire universe and, and we sort of tap into it, um, you know, uh, 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 mechanically with our, our brains, um, and sort of, you know, become a, a part of consciousness and interact with it, uh, that way. Um, and then you can start speculating about like how, you know, maybe, uh, uh consciousness itself could, uh, uh, be pervasive in other dimensions that may, like maybe our physical bodies, are not capable of, of necessarily interacting with. And so you've got these beings that, that might exist um, either, you know, in this realm of, of consciousness, you know, like that's just sort of what they are. They don't right. exist outside of it, or they're capable of uh, manipulating it in certain ways. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it starts to make a lot of sense. It just fills in, a lot of, of blanks for me, but you know, at, at, at the end of the day, um, none of us really know. And I'm, right, I'm fully right. prepared for somebody yeah, to come along yeah. and be like, well, no, I, I, we, we just proved all of that wrong. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. start over. Well, well and I'm going to tell you right now. So just that little snippet in your book, I mean, which guys, if you get a chance, check out Tobias's book, I, it's been fantastic the whole way through, but that little snippet, I had never really thought in my own mind about consciousness being a part of this. And it really opened me up to, oh, you know, that possibly that is what hap- well, what's like, happening. It's, it's like we talked about before, though. We've talked about this. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked into it. You probably have, though, uh, with DMT. How, sure. how um, people who do now, if you do ayahuasca or just you can do uh, – chemical version of DMT. Um, I know that usually the, the pharmaceutical version, we'll call it uh, for lack of a better term, only lasts like 15 minutes. Um, now if you do ay- ayahuasca, the way they do it, it lasts a long time. It's pretty, you know, you're going to get violently ill. Yeah. So. She get violently ill. But what's <laughs> yeah. cool about this is what's cool about to me, what's cool about DMT and I've never done it, but I've, I've done a lot of research on the stuff and looked into it. And what's cool about it is talking about a consciousness and it's pretty cool to think of. I talk about on here sometimes how we're all connected. Everyone is connected somehow on a, on a link, you know, people who do DMT, no matter where, I don't care if you're in New York city doing it or if someone is at the same exact time as we're in Wisconsin. Yeah. Or if, uh, or if you're in Brazil doing it, you a lot, most time people see the same things as far as beings. They see a little being that's leading them through this, and they see uh, what they call the clockwork elves. They see these certain things, and everyone that does it sees them. 
And it's funny because a lot of their descriptions kind of remind you of a Wendigo. Yeah, it's so, it's really cool to me that, and your body, your brain naturally produces DMT. That's kind of what helps your dream state. Your body goes into that. uh, (laughs) Oh my God. You really need to listen to his last uh, podcast that came out. I don't remember who your guest was. God, the name escapes me. But they got into a conversation about DMT. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 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 So cool. Uh, So, you know, and when you pass away, when you when you die, your body dumps this DMT into your system, you know, so you get that euphoric feeling. Um, It's cool because you can get that effect. It's like a key. It's a doorway to another dimension, I believe. Uh, And it's crazy because I've never done it. But uh that's funny because you kind of sound like a doper right now. <laughs> I assumed you were on GMT during this conversation. <laughs> hey, that's how this show started, okay? <laughs> you know it's funny, and JT knows me, and I don't drink, I don't smoke, I've never done I don't drugs. drink either. <laughs> Cheers. I've never done drugs a day in my life, but I just know so much about them. I don't know. I've always <laughs> that sounds horrible. Dude. I know. Well, we know what sucks is I've been to, and it's horrible. <laughs> I've seen so many people pass away from drugs. So yeah. I, I, I keep myself, I, I just keep myself up on it so I know what's going on. Hey, I got an excuse. I got a birthday coming up. I'm trying to keep my tolerance up. You've been doing it all year. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't hey. even know that, that, that alcohol counted. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you know. Well, but um, talking about a consciousness, um, what do you think about, about that, how um, we're kind of all on a certain wavelength to a point, because you talk about how you can do. Oh, you're talking about uh, what are they mass consciousness or something? How like I can sit here and convince enough people to think something and it's going to happen because I'm convincing them to think it. Oh, uh, uh, group think. Group think. Group think. Okay. So on a real on a real note, like with DMT, when people take it, they do see the same thing, no matter where they're at in the world. Right. They don't have to be in the same place. Sure. Well, I, I think that's, that, that, that's really interesting. So speaking specifically sort of to, you know, uh, people using DMT's experiences with, um, you know, the observation of machine elves and, and stuff, um, you know, that, that could be a, a few things, probably. Um, you know, some people might say that uh, there's something – structurally about the the human mind that causes people to you know experience these same like archetypal figures and so that's you know just sort of a Jungian way of saying it's just it's all in it's it's all in your head but yeah. the reason everybody sees it as the same thing is because they're in all human beings but um in your head oh sorry being rude. nice sorry <laughs> but, uh i like that song Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cranberries. <laughs> um, yeah, it, but it could also be, of course, that uh, that like I think you were alluding to. Um, you know, it it opens uh, people up to this other sort of dimension of of reality where they're able to see these things that exist alongside of us invisibly all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when you start thinking about, I guess, um, you know, sort of the the nature of consciousness. You know, if you 
uh, are willing to entertain the idea that uh, there is sort of this universal force that is consciousness. It's not something necessarily created exclusively by the the, the human you know mind and experience, but rather it uh, can exist outside of the the physical body. Then. Um, that starts to explain all kinds of things from uh, precognition to telepathy uh, to some of those experiences that, that, that you're talking about. You know, it, it just uh, it makes even more sense uh, for people to be experiencing the, the, the same thing if on some level we are uh, sharing access to this sort of universal consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's cool because uh, it's like plants. I know, I don't know if you know this, but there's certain, there's certain trees that will change the taste of their, their leaves and change their chemical. So giraffes eat these certain trees. If, if they're, if they're a little bit away from another group of trees, say two, three, 400 yards away, the trees coming up will change their, will change their uh, chemical I guess make compound or whatever. Yeah. To taste different so that they won't get ate. It, that's just crazy to me. <laughs> and I, and you know, I, but I've, is always, that really consciousness though? Well, 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 what I'm getting at with that is I, I've always thought that humans on a level are all, are all connected at, at a certain level, you know, cause when something happens to someone, no one likes to see anyone pass away. No, no. You know, unless you have something wrong with you, which most time people who unless do that, that guy was a real dick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but no one likes to see even people you hate though. You don't want to. You don't ever wish death on someone. No, no. You know, um, sure. I, I just you feel that, and someone you have no, you don't know, you've never met in your life, but like you see that someone uh, pass away, like, especially for me with children. Anytime a child gets hurt or something happens to a child, it really affects me. Yeah. Whether um, it's your own or not. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. even know these kids, but like, I just, it, it affects me. I just think that it's really cool to think that there's something else out there. There's something that there's more to it. I don't see yeah. how people can go through lives thinking that there's nothing. It's just, Oh, you yeah. live, you die. That's it. That's it. I, I, I don't believe it. I believe you level up or you level down in these dimensions as you go. You know, and my son, and we've had this conversation yeah. talking about reincarnation. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my youngest son, he, it's just, it's crazy. The things that he talks about and he's only four, but he can have a conversation with you. Like we're talking right now. It's, it's, yeah. weird. but he talks about things um, that like, he's, he'll be like, dad, you're my favorite dad. I'm like, well, I'm your only dad, bud. And he's like, no, you're not my first dad, but you're my favorite dad. <laughs> and then he'll be like, I want to see my sister. And my, my oldest would be like, we don't have a sister. He's like, you don't have a sister, but I have a sister. Or, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's bizarre, yeah. And that, that stuff is just, it's super cool. I don't see how people could go through life thinking that there's nothing else out there. It'd be so boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. see it's really pretty boring. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, honestly, though, like that, that means even more for you, though, because knowing that there were other dads and you're still the favorite, like that's got to feel like this. Yeah, that's, that's pretty damn cool. (laughs) That's pretty damn cool. Honestly. (laughs) So let me hit you with something else, because I'm sure you get asked us a million times. Um, I'm probably going to screw up the title on this, but you did a story 
called uh, Darkness that was darker than dark? Or... No. <laughs> okay, admittedly, I'm not great at titles. I'm not. <laughs> but, like, it was, uh, it was Part of the Darkness is Darker Than the Rest. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, it, it. It's in your book, but it's a very cool story, and it was a personal experience for you. Yes. Yeah, so that was one um, that, uh, yeah, and I'm actually glad that, that, that you brought that up, too, because I, I think when I started talking about my personal experiences, like I talk about this stuff when I was really, really young, um, that sort of, you know, half remembered just like snippets of like experiences when I was like three, and uh, people think that's that's all my experiences were, and they're like, "Well, you were three, maybe you dreamed it, whatever." Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, they they continued throughout my life. Um, and so the particular experience that that you're referencing was in my uh, early twenties, and I was living at home at the time, sort of deciding what I I wanted to do, and I ended up going back to school. But uh, so I had gone to bed one night and. Um, and it was there's nothing unusual uh, uh, about that night when I went to bed, but I ended up waking up uh, in the middle of the the night, and um, which was unusual, and there didn't seem to be any immediate reason for it. And so I, I wake up and I, I look around my room because I'm just very suddenly awake, and uh, you know as I'm looking around, this is in the, the the suburbs. We lived in some prairie, Wisconsin at that time. My parents still live there. And, um, and so there's some ambient light, you know, from living in the, the suburbs coming in through the, the windows. And so I can kind of see the outline of everything in my room. And so everything's kind of where it's supposed to be, but my perspective seems weird. And it takes me a second to realize that the reason everything seems off is because I'm floating several feet above my, my bed. And uh, as I turn my head to my left, I see this figure, uh, this, this like solid black, uh, look man-shaped, frankly. Um, if, uh, if, if circumstances had been different, I might've thought that there was an intruder or something. Um, so I see this solid black, like man-shaped, uh, like humanoid figure to, to, to my left. And now keep in mind, I, I can move during this time, you know, cause I'm moving my head around to look and I, I'm capable of doing that. But I decided since I was floating, that it probably wasn't a great idea for me to move a whole like yeah, hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just, I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I turned my head to my left and I'm like, well, this ain't right. Um, and, uh, and I have the distinct impression, like in that moment, that I'm not supposed to be awake for this. You know, I just didn't seem like this was something that I, I should be awake for. Like whatever is happening to me, I was supposed to be unconscious throughout. And so as I turn my head to my left and I see this, this figure standing there, it, uh, it reaches its hand out and it puts its hand on my, my chest. And, and I interpreted that as, as, as being comforting, you know, because I thought at, like in that moment that uh, this thing was probably like, well, you know, this guy, like, holy crap, this guy's not supposed to be awake right now. What do I do? And right. so it reaches his hand out and places it on my chest. And as it, as it does that, uh, I'm lowered back down to my, my bed, and then it, it, it just vanishes. And, uh, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, lying there on, on top of my covers. I certainly hadn't gone to sleep on, on top of my covers. Um, and, uh, 
I just thought about what had, you know, what, what had happened, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there like, well, what the hell was that? Um, I didn't get up and like wake my, my parents up because at that point yeah. there was no, there was no use to doing that. I wasn't hurt. Um, by then I knew that if whatever I was interacting with had wanted to physically harm me, I would be physically harmed. Um, and so it was just this weird thing. And, uh, I just kind of, you know, I just laid there with it for a while, uh, going over it in, in my head. And, um, and then I went back to sleep and I, I, I woke up the, the next day and, you know, I had that, that moment where I was like, Oh God, did that really happen? And yes, it did really happen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was weird. It was just, it was just one of those things that, that seemed to happen to me every once in a while. That's a cool story. And that wasn't the only big experience that happened to you in that house. Well, you have to buy the book to see the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely not that guy. Like there's always enough in these books where I couldn't possibly get through all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Cause there was another story that I remember reading about you walking through the dining room. Yeah. This, this would have been around the same time actually. Yeah. And so this was weird. Now I had seen shadow people like sort of off and on um, through throughout my life. And I don't know that this next experience had anything to do with shadow people, but um, just, I always kind of uh, associated it with that for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, maybe just cause it was dark. But so my folks, they were very sensitive to like lights being on and they insisted on sleeping with their, their door open. And so I had to be super careful about like which lights I had on, uh, you know, if, cause I always stayed up later than them. I guess, you know, right. I was 21. Of course I did. Yeah. And, um, and so I had to be really careful which lights I had on. So if I was say like leaving the, the kitchen to go upstairs, cause my room was at the very top of the stairs on the second floor, um, then I would have to, you know, turn off the, the kitchen light and then just kind of navigate through the dark to the stairs and like go upstairs. And I had learned how to do that because I knew where everything was in yeah. this dining room, you know, like there's a dining room between the kitchen and, and the stairs. And I had it memorized. I knew where to step. So the floor didn't creak, like everything, like how to not like run into the, like, into the table. Like it this was, guy snuck into his house a lot. Oh, <laughs> quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, I, 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 I had just gotten done eating and, uh, and I, well, cause I, I actually was working second shift at that time, but I, so I got, I came home, I had eaten and I was leaving the, the kitchen. So I turned the light out and you know, that moment after you turn a, a, a light out where things are just like impossibly dark, but you see like the ghosts of, uh, of like all the furniture and everything you were just yeah, looking yeah. at, oh, yeah. kind of shining there for a second. So I, I, I have that, you know, I, I, I turn the, the, the light out and I see the ghosts of all the furniture in this dining room and I start kind of slowly navigating it as they fade. And I am past the table, almost to the door that leads into like the, the family room. And then you turn left and, and you upstairs. And I feel this, this presence. And like the thing I related to the most is, you know, walking in the dark and like feeling something is there right before you trip on it, you know? Right. 
Yeah. And, uh, and so I get, you know, I feel this thing right next to me. So I stop because that's weird because nothing's supposed to be there. You know, it was to my left and there shouldn't have been anything to my left at all. And so I stop. And when I do, I feel like this, this, this breath, really, I mean, that's the best way to, to describe it. I mean, it could be wind, I guess, but it, mm-hmm. I feel this, this breath and I hear this loud hiss at the same time, like right in my face. And so I kind of, you know, I kind of freeze up for a second and yeah, I'm just like, you know, leave me alone. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even say it like that loud. I, it was more of a whisper. I'm just like, I just steal myself for a second and I'm just like, leave me alone. And I just go upstairs. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was that experience. Yeah, very trippy. Know. Whenever I read through that, the hair on the back of my neck kind of stood up because I, I, uh, I grew up in a ranch style house and I remember, uh, our living room was very active or, well, it wasn't really the living room. It was the family room, you know, growing up and you know, y- your parents always had that room that like you couldn't set on the furniture and stuff. You know? Oh yeah. No, you, you just gotta had know to pass the difference through between it. the living room and the family room. Yeah. It's important. You just had to pass through it and not touch anything. You yeah. Know? Right. And, uh, that was right in the middle of the house and it was always, I always got weird feelings walking through there in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's, you know? that's awesome, dude. Shoot, that is such a cool story, though. For, I don't know how long yeah. you got. I don't want to keep you up. I don't. Oh, I don't even know what time it is. Eh, it's quarter after eight. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I I got a little bit. You know, well, I'll yeah. wrap it up soon-ish. Sure. I definitely want to. Uh, I don't. I got a feeling that you kind of have some stuff about aliens. Oh UFOs yeah. And stuff. Maybe sometime down the road we can get you on. We can get into that. Yeah, sure. definitely. Too. We'd love to have you back on, man. Uh, this oh, yeah, is fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. I've got to ask you something before we get off of here because we always ask everybody because that's what we do. <laughs> you mentioned that you liked horror. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, man, that's super, super tough. I'll tell you what. How about the horror movie that I've seen more than any other horror movie? Because uh, that's as that's as close as we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, there was a time in my like early twenties where I watched Return of the Living Dead oh! like, every single weekend. Because it's I we mean, applaud you, sir. Fast. I mean, like the yeah. practical effects are amazing. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, it still manages to be scary, even it, though it's hilarious. It is still a fantastic film. Too. Everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. Yeah, because like uh, one of my favorites is Return of the Living Dead 2. Yeah. I like them. That's, I love both the part twos. Yeah. Part part yeah. two is, I mean, I the thing I love about part two is that like you've literally got actors from the first one. Yes. Yeah. Different roles. yeah. Playing different characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My favorite part about part two was when Michael Jackson shows up at the, <laughs> at the uh, electrical uh, grid place. Yeah. Right. Right. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great one to, to yeah. do. Yeah. My favorite movie's Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. That's a. Uh, it, I mean, it's that's cliche, a classic, but a classic for a reason. I'm a big yeah. John. I love John Carpenter. Yeah, I, we did anything he's ever movie. made. So yeah. Uh, I just heard about a new movie. Well, it's not a new movie, but it's an old movie. Uh, uh, it was a made-for-TV movie back in the '80s that I'd never even heard of that he did. Uh, oh, wow. 
something about we're watching you or mm-hmm. something like that uh i am gonna have to find that and check it out because i'm a huge oh, carpenter fan that is. <laughs> huge carpenter fan for me this is probably this is probably why i'm a dimensional guy as far as yeah wise. well and that's why i said that earlier when i started in with the little excerpt from your book i was like oh dude this is right up your alley because you know the whole <laughs> dimensional thing yeah well right. one of my favorite movies of all time is phantasm yeah I love that's it. another great one yeah series, great film great film it's like a dimensional thing you know i don't know oh, cool. it's just, so uh, you know i know you're big into you know mothman and you know stuff like that but uh what about bigfoot i mean are sure. you interested in that oh uh, definitely you know we, and we've uh we've, we've gone out investigating uh bigfoot sightings before because we don't really limit ourselves to any one particular aspect right. of uh, their normal we, we, we really do it all. Um, one of our, our good friends, Jay Bachochin, is a, a Bigfoot researcher in uh, southwest or southeastern Wisconsin here. And uh, he does a lot of research in the like the southern unit of the Cattle Moraine State Forest. And so we've been out there with him uh, a number of times. And uh, and we've experienced all, all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, yeah, well, honestly, a lot of it isn't necessarily like overtly uh, related to, to Bigfoot, although right, it all might right. be, you know, if you yeah. go for oh, some yeah. more paranormal uh, explanations. But yeah, we've seen, you know, strange orbs of light, um, uh, uh, orbs of light out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely heard all kinds of weird stuff. And, and, and Emily and I, that's my, my wife, um, she, uh, like she and I both enjoy being outside, like we, we love nature. And so we're used to being outside um, and hearing, you know, normal outside stuff, which can be scary. Like just hearing a deer mm-hmm. take off can oh, be yeah. scary if you don't know oh, what yeah. it is. Well, you know what's cool you know, about Bigfoot is that we know it actually used to be a real creature, with Gigantopithecus. So, uh, and all the Native American tribes all have some form of Bigfoot in their, yeah. in their yeah. little... Sure. So who who knows? Gigantopithecus may have been around closer to the, you know, time of the Native Americans, which is right. not too far, you know, go. Yeah. They may it may still be out there. That's what's cool is yeah. that they have actually have evidence of. Sure. Yeah, we've actually had several conversations with, uh, or well, with numerous people about Bigfoot being an interdimensional being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a big theory out there about that. And uh, we've entertained that a few times. You know what would be really cool is to get him and DA in the same room together oh, yeah. and us have a conversation. We, we oh, oh, dude, <laughs> you guys would hit it off. You know, yeah. two authors talking about cryptids. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I love cryptids, too. Sure. I love that yeah. stuff. I, yeah, it's, it's just um, that's what's cool about this whole genre of everything is that there's so much out there. Yeah, you know, definitely. So much definitely. Time, so much to definitely. Talk about. Uh, but yeah, I know that we've had you on here for a while now. I don't want to keep you up. And we don't want to keep you up all night. Yeah, we could though. We could talk for hours. We did a, a five-hour right. freaking interview with two directors and two actors from UK, from England. Uh, yeah, it was. And it was five hours. We, we were up all night. <laughs> Oh, wow. You always have to break that up into like several episodes. Yeah. It, you know, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time though. Fun, fun but, time, uh, I would definitely uh, love to get you on sometime again. I know you're, yeah, for you. sure, man. Uh, for yeah, sure. Definitely. So no rush. Let's, uh, let's try and set that up sometime and, uh, we'll keep yeah, like you know how to get a hold we'll of keep me. you in the loop, man. Oh, yeah.
for sure. Keep man. you in the loop, man. This has been awesome. I really appreciate you. Yeah, it's been awesome talking to you, Thanks man. Thanks for having I, me. Yeah, this is super fun. Like I said, I really enjoy the book. Um, you know, the Strange Tales book has been phenomenal. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm trying to get to the end of it so that I can start the Mothman book. Um, so excited, man. I'm so glad we got to talk to you tonight. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this has been this has been a lot of fun. It's not always uh, uh, every it's podcast. It's not always like right? this for you, I get to talk to sure. people who love horror movies yeah. and, you know, are into the same things as me. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, great. it's cool. It's great. Well, ma'am, we're here all the time, man. Anytime you want to come on and just talk about anything, uh, you know, we're here, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you about anything. I, cool. I, I am kind of curious though. Do you have anything? I mean, I, I realized this book just came out, but are you working on anything new? You know, we are like, we're always investigating stuff. Um, and so in terms of, I guess, stuff that's coming up, um, we filmed a documentary with uh, small town monsters oh, not sweet. too long ago. And that should be coming out later. I think later this year. Um, but who knows? Could yeah. be it's oh, yeah. either going to be late this year or early, early next year, but that's on the trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman. So sweet, you know, um, awesome. if you're interested in, in that phenomenon, then definitely check that out. And then see, we'll be at the, uh, beast of Bray road conference. Oh, in my God. We have Wisconsin. talked about that a lot. Yeah. Right. And so that's coming up uh, October 2nd, I believe. And Emily and I will be presenting there. And then, well, you know, speaking of Troy Taylor, we will be down in uh, Alton for uh, Dead of Winter uh, coming up uh, really? in February. Yeah. 2020. What year is it? 2022. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's usually January, February time frame. I think. Yeah, they usually do that in in, in yeah. February. I don't know. The, I, I don't know the exact day, but it's only right, August. Right. So anybody interested, it has tons of time to find out the exact day of. Uh, Definitely. Real quick, what was that? Uh, the was it unexplained X? You were talking about. Oh, um, it's it's Expedition X. Expedition X. Thank you. Yeah. So I. You should be able to find it pretty uh, pretty easily uh, on because it, it originally aired on television, but I think they moved all that stuff to like Discovery Plus or whatever. Right, I'll right. You should be able to find it yeah. there pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sweet man, he's gonna start stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be hiding in the bushes outside your house. And, all I can and say stuff, is you're welcome. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was awesome talking to you. Um, what we're going to do is we'll flip the camera, but stay on the line. We'll talk to you a little bit after we uh, end this, all right? Okay. All right, man. Great times, man. Great times. Poor uh, fam, you know we love you. Thanks for support. And uh, go check out these books, everything. And uh, more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. This